What's up, y'all? Welcome to Culture. I am your host, Leslie Lee the Third. That is, of course, the Love Pledge and the Arena. Attack of the Clones prequel vibes by a group called Church on Sunday, Chick fil A. Of course, because we're talking Star Wars, folks. We're talking Star Wars, baby. I'm so excited. Join me tonight. My Roz. <laughs> to my, the Roz to my Frasier, YB. Hey, good evening. And also, anyone else who wants to hop on the stage, who wants to call in, talk Star Wars, we're oh. just going to have a free flowing conversation about the good times, the, the real stars, times. the real Star Wars. You know, episodes one through six. The EU, no Disney stuff. No, no, di- no, 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 no Disney okay. stuff. No, uh, di- YB, I've already no. made a promise uh, to the people. Sorry. We can sorry. talk about we how Rogue One Rogue is one. halfway good no, at some other date. Very good. But we're, tonight, we got to talk. Okay. We're talking the originals. <laughs> I, I, I promise this to the audience. Rogue One someday. Okay, yeah, go back and watch Rogue One. Someday, very someday. Good. But we're going to be talking about the originals here. Yeah. We're taking callers. If you want, chime in, give your thoughts on Star Wars. What you love about it? What you hate about it? When did you fall in love with it? When did you first discover it? I mean... Why be? <laughs> when did you first discover Star Wars? I was six years old. I saw it. Um, it was like a double program. Um, like they had they had put it on in the theater with um, like a cartoon, a Disney cartoon. Um, I think it had like Toad Hall. What's that? Wind in the Willows, right? And so it was like on a Sunday morning and all the little kids were, were there. My brother took me um, and I saw Star Wars for the first time when I was six. That was pretty great. Um, some quite uh, great memories. The, the original Star Wars. Yeah I, re- yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I think um, I, was, I, I was too young to really remember the Empire Strikes Back push. But I remember like the marketing for like Return of the Jedi. I don't think I actually saw the movie in theaters when it came out. Maybe my parents took me, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I remember like the cartoons and the toys and the Ewoks movie yeah. and i then i when i got into the movies when they started showing them on tbs superstation oh, all the yeah. time like, they show them on tbs and it was like oh, a special so, event so, it's like holy shit yeah. they're showing star wars all on three, tv yeah. can all you believe three, it yeah. i remember that was a big deal and that was something we just take for granted yeah, right? streaming you, on all platforms you can't stop seeing star wars on tv but it used I, to be special what i've noticed what i complain about a lot is when you go to the disney plus app um, you'll notice each row, you know, has these great, mo- well, modern movies, you know, Marvel, Star Wars, and it's just repetitive. Each row is a different reorganization of all the same five films. Uh, just uh, under different, like, like categories. Yeah, but we're not talking about the Disney no, Plus era. Disney we're, Plus. T- we're talking about uh, the old school stuff, yeah. the original trilogy, our, your original experiences with Star Wars. George Lucas, baby. George mm-hmm. Lucas. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was once a hero. I mean, he still many. is. He uh, still is. He still is. In fact, mm-hmm. I have a couple of clips and stuff of George I want to pull up while we're talking about it. So let me start here with the most controversial. Um, have to say it. When you talk about the original Star Wars, do you want us to start with four or one? Oh, four, of, of course. Absolutely. Of, of, Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Just checking there. Uh, you want to start with episode four. It's the only one that's really good. That's really a song to the hearts. Unless, of course, you count the other five. But uh, it's my favorite, certainly. 
Yeah. Uh, so let me pull up this George Lucas clip. If you want to call in, give your order, give your favorite numbers. Yeah. Uh, uh, which, what is your uh, picks for top Star Wars movies? Please call in. Let us know. People, I think IGN made a post today asking people for their list. Oh, Pontius, please. How's it going? Go ahead. Unmute yourself. We got our first caller. How's it going? Go ahead. Unmute yourself. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. Hey, guys. Uh, uh, my favorite Star Wars is probably Empire, but oh, yeah. A New Hope, Episode 4, definitely is, like, insane, right? Like, the stuff that he's doing, that George does there, I think people don't really give him that much credit. Uh, his yeah. directorial style, he lets stuff, like, breathe. If oh, you, like, yeah. watch that movie now, you're like, oh, my God, there's, like, silence. It's great. Everything oh, yes. The... In all cylinders. It's awesome. Yeah, the Kurosawa influence, that oh. stillness that he gets from the Japanese film and the samurai flick. So, as, as always, you know, you've, you've heard this before. Everybody knows Star Wars is a mashup of Dune with these old samurai flicks and the serials. I actually think still, you know, it's... I think the fact that no one has ever been able to really replicate it since or, you know, supersede it, invent some universe that outdoes it does say that even though George was putting together a bunch of different stuff that already existed, he did put it together in a way, him and his team, yeah. in a way that stood the test of time and like people are still obsessed with and still looking for. In fact, of course, uh, we do have to mention they did release the trailer for the new Obi-Wan Kenobi. The character, hey, George Lucas invented that. And we're, we, and people still want more and of it. People 40, are really 50 happy. Years yeah, later. I mean to see. Um, yeah. What's his name in the role? Is the yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm excited. About and that's it prequels. Yeah. That's pre. That, that's prequels. By the way, people want more prequels, folks. Yeah, I always tell my friends that like the new ones suck because like you can easily tell because there's nothing you can quote from them, and we're still quoting the prequels <laughs> oh. to this day. Yeah, I was actually showing it to students in club today, and um, they were half of them also knew all the dialogue from Star Wars: A New Hope. And there's just so many moments where you can drop that line. I dare say that's a great test. Um, is it Pontius or Pontius? Pontius. Um, yeah, that's a great test. Maybe of a great film either, and a great script. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Um, yeah, so I think that's a brilliant little test there, a kind of meter of, of how well it's scripted and how strong the story is, if oh. you can easily... Oh, this is going to be easy. Yeah, so let's get some best sit, uh, lies from Revenge of the Ship. I have a bad feeling about this. Spring the trap. Roger. Roger. <laughs> you press the stop button? No, did you? No. Always on the move. I know this wire jokes. Did I say anything? No, he's trying. I didn't say anything. Chancellor Palpatine. Sith Lords are our speciality. Kill him. These Kill are him are now. these real lines? I can't. Yeah, remember. yeah. These are lines uh, from Adventure of the Sith. No, <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, what do you think? Do you find um, Do you find this dialogue uh, punchy? Is yeah, it, it's yeah. fine. I love I love Revenge of the Sith. I love Revenge of the Sith. When Obi Wan delivers it, it's great. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I do love his like he, accent. I, I, you know, um, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, I have to like leave in a little bit, but I just wanted to leave you guys with like I think like the attention to detail that George also has. Even like the characters, he knows that like you got to have like these iconic written lines. Like you got to have that like or, or constant. 
like with you and McGregor, like I remember when I was a kid, I was like, I don't know why I'm not, I don't know if I'm not feeling him, but like it mm. still stuck with me. Like he's so iconic and everything that, that Ewan does, it's just kind of like, he's working so hard, you know, like he's just yeah. going 110%. He, he really loves, you can tell that he really loved that role. Like, Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's interesting. Ewan McGregor is also kind of, he's related to Wedge, the original uh, surviving pirate from, yeah, that's his uncle. Um, Like, for real. Yeah. It's a kind of a, it's kind of insane. Wedge was my favorite character when I saw Star Wars. And then to see Ewan McGregor and his kind of humor, I wasn't expecting that kind of humor from George Lucas, but it really works with his character. Yes. Um, Yeah. 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 It does. Okay. Uh, all right, so Pontius, thank you so much for calling Thanks, in. Guys. Do not be a stranger. Looks like we got another caller. B, go ahead. What's up? How's it going? Go ahead. Unmute yourself. It's at the bottom. Oh, B, go ahead. Unmute yourself. It's at the bottom of the screen. Everybody, it takes us everybody a second. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. I'm going to be quick. I'm feeding my neighbor's dog with my kid here, but uh, I oh. just wanted to relate. Uh, uh, my my favorite one is the first okay. and uh, New Hope, and I think uh, Empire is probably a little better. But uh, when I was up to born up until five, I was living in Germany with my parents, and the only thing we had was recorded tapes. And one of them, of the very few, was that movie. And I probably watched it about 400 times. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's got a huge spot in my heart. And uh, I just, I love it so much. And I remember just, like, uh, at, like, five years old, watching uh, Chewie not getting the medal. Yeah. Oh, I know. That still hurts. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, I'll... Uh, I'll jump off and let you guys talk because uh, I gotta I gotta deal with my little guy here. But, All right, well, uh, thank you so much. And, uh, love Star thank, Wars. Thank yeah. you so much, B, for calling in. Thanks. Don't be a stranger. Auf Wiedersehen. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's funny. Uh, people don't realize the systems are different between Europe and America, so it's very hard to find um, an English language film. In Germany, yeah, you gotta get that pal. Yeah, stuff. it's all the, the frame rates all mess jacked up. Uh, <laughs> an infuriating, infuriating system. But, all right, go but, ahead. Yeah, so I want we were been talking about George. I want to play this clip uh, from George Lucas being interviewed by James Cameron on James Cameron's story of science fiction. I like to share this clip a lot because it shows how smart <laughs> George Lucas is and how kind of not smart James Cameron is. Even though he is a genius in many, many ways, he just does not understand what uh, George is saying here. So I'll play this clip. Feel free to call in, chime in, leave a comment. I see a congressional baseball fan does say the it's true all of it. We do remember that from the sequels. That, that one has been iconic. That's a fun one. In school, I was of the, I don't know, angry young man. Sure, you were a rebel. Uh, I come out of anthropology. And this is George Lucas and James Cameron. Is social systems. And in science fiction, you got two branches. One is science, and the other is social. I'm much more of the 1984 kind of guy. Sure. And I am THX the spaceship guy. Yeah, the spaceship. I got into spaceships out of cars. Yeah, I love cars. I love going fast. Going fast. So, I like spaceships. Yeah, but 
It isn't the science, aliens, and all that kind of stuff that I get focused on. It's the, it's the how do the people react to all those things? And yeah. How do they accommodate them? Yeah. So that's the part that really fascinates me and I'm interested in. You did something very interesting with Star Wars, if you think about it. The good guys are the rebels. They're using asymmetric warfare against a highly organized empire. I think we call those guys terrorists today. We call them Mujahideen, we call them Al-Qaeda. When I did it, they were Viet Cong. Exactly. So were you thinking of that at the time? Yes. So it was a very anti-authoritarian, it is. very kind of Wars 60s is about. against the man kind of on. thing, nested or, deep inside a, or, a, a fantasy. Or a colonial, you know, we're fighting the largest empire in the world. Right. And we're just a bunch of hayseeds in coonskin hats that don't right. know nothing. That's right. And it was the same thing with the Vietnamese. Yep. The irony of that one is in in both of those, yeah. the, little, the little guys won. Right. And the big, highly technical em- empire. The, the English Empire. Right? The English the Empire, empire, the American Empire, yeah. lost. Yeah. That was the whole point. But that's a classic us not profiting from the lesson of history because you look at the inception of this country. It goes straight to and profit. It's, very, it's a very noble fight of the underdog against the massive empire. You look at the situation now where America is so proud of being the biggest economy, the most powerful military force on the planet, it's become the empire. In the per, from the perspective of a lot, James Cameron did not seem to understand <laughs> that George Lucas's point was already that America was already the empire. A lot of people around <laughs> the empire during the event number That's one. That's why he made Star Wars. Yes, the empire won. during event number one. We you were know, already from the baddies. James, James, a you're not listening. Other yeah. Empire, like empire, went on for hundreds of years, <laughs> or sometimes hundreds. thousands of years. Vietcom? We never got. You know, it. We never said. Well, wait, wait, Can wait, I just wait, also wait, remark that George Lucas? is an, a very handsome man. He's a good-looking guy. And that head of hair, I mean, that's almost cartoonish. It, he it does is. It look is kind like of ridiculous. Superman. He does. Um, well done. I don't know many yeah, people. Yeah, real silver it. fox. Look, yeah. it, look it up. And we're still... But, uh, yes, if we want, if you want to call in, talk about Star Wars, talk about George Lucas, feel free to do so. Absolutely anyone's welcome to call in if you want to chat a bit. How is it taxing? I'm interested in the reaction to the spaceships. Yeah, he is. And I, I was thinking about his dialogue, Hell's Attack, because um, so when he creates a script or when he did, you know, in his heyday, does does he start from that perspective of building that narrative and those reactions? Or does he come at it with the kind of basic story al- already in mind? Because what I'm intrigued in is is a Star Wars that's a lot more like The Expanse. I'd love to see Star Wars get really dark, you know. Well, unfortunately, Star Wars no longer exists. It is dead. It is dead. It is done. But we got a caller on the line. Mo, how's it going? Thanks for calling in. And unmute yourself at the bottom. Everybody. Hey, hey, what's up? Sorry. Hey, Mo. Hey, just want to say, like, love Struggle Session. Love you. uh, What you guys do here. Thank Um, you so much. Great show. No problem. Um, Also wanted to just say. What that whole thing reminded me of is that um, I think the Empire won with Star Wars, like with Disney and just the new era. Yeah. And um, it's pretty depressing. I guess I'm over it now, though. 
<laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. We've all get, we've all gotten kind of over it. Uh, when we did our episode with Bugmane on, um, that was yeah, a good loved episode. It. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we we did that that episode on the Force Awakens. It was cathartic. It was cathartic. It was fun because it <laughs> yeah. feels like everybody knows like we were right. Start, you because ultimately <laughs> like. I, and I think this has been just lost in the whole Disneyfication of popular culture. It's like ideas come from people, you know, who mm-hmm. have them. Not everything is a is just like um, can be transferred with you know new yeah, ownership not, and not still everything make, is what you make it. And, It'll as, evolve beyond. You can't just you, buy yeah. the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. And so you know you can't yeah. you can't really make a, a Star Wars without George Lucas somewhere in there and mm-hmm. still maintaining any sort of meaning because he was he was the person who wanted to make. In the first place, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like all the people who are directing these Marvel movies, they should be making their own stuff, their own original ideas. I mean, my my yeah, my, like my God, David like... Cronenberg yeah. is still making new shit now. Yeah. He's like eighty years old, and he's and but like you know, a Taika Waititi who is like like the. Compare maybe who would be comparable to like a David Cronenberg or would be in a better universe? Maybe maybe Taika. I don't know. I he, would say Taika. I, like I don't know. I don't mean Spielberg. Uh, yeah, or, or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not. Maybe. I'm not comparing <laughs> styles or anything. I just mean as far as like how far you, they can go. How far like their position as like a, a sort of you know burgeoning auteur or whatever. Oh, I think young. Waititi in themes and in 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 style. Is uh, and um and and writing power, I think, is absolutely the next Steel- Spielberg. Well, that might but be he's a, that not, might be not as good, but he's that but he's making but he's just making yeah. like work for hire stuff instead of making his own yeah, original stuff or anything. Uh, maybe James Gunn is supposed is supposed to be the modern Cronenberg, but he's just making Sam you know, Raimi. I think well, unfortunately, it's like tough. Like if you know the person, they probably aren't that because it's so. Um, there's such like a pipeline through that system now. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, like true. yeah, our yeah. yeah, our Cronenberg doesn't get, never gets uh, grants from the Canadian government to make <laughs> massive murder movies or anything like that. Our our guy is just scraping by on Vimeo, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so but, Star uh, yeah. Wars Empire, where is your um where's your real starting point for you, Mo? Where did you oh, kind of latch wow. on? I mean, you know, I I I love them all. I mean, it's it's tough cuz I don't even remember the first time I saw them, you know. It's just so ingrained, I feel like. Yeah. 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 But um well, I think Are you a bit up, younger than us? Were you, yeah, were you uh original series? Are you were you pre- yes. did you grow up uh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so I was about like 10 when the prequels came out. So kind of the perfect age. Right. Okay. And I, and I I enjoyed them when they came out, and then I kind of went through my phase of like hating them, and then I came back around. Oh, I see. See, I I start started out in you know actually when I was a uh, adolescent, Star Wars was kind of didn't exist outside of the EU. The uh, at the start of the show, mm-hmm. I pl- I played a, a song. I was trying to look for a vaporwave Star Wars song, but there weren't any. Like no one, because I realized like Star Wars isn't nineties. Didn't become, it didn't come back into being. Started in the seventies, yeah. Yeah, it didn't come. Well, it didn't. It it went away, but it didn't come back into being until like the very end of the nineties. So like it 
it went mm. from like 90 to 99, the only Star Wars stuff. And yeah. there were story, stories I remember, entertainment stories about, hey, guys, remember Star Wars? And like <laughs> even like yeah. like when the EU books uh, first started coming out, it was big news because it was like, holy shit, after a decade, Star Wars is back. Very uh, interesting. Yeah, Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, Shadows of the Empire yeah. was like a big deal because Star Wars just, that was the only Star Wars you were getting. Oh, if we could go back to those days where we <laughs> just thought we were so happy every time we got a new star wars uh never thought i'd be sick of it yeah yeah never thought we'd be sick of it uh but mo thank you so much uh for calling in much appreciated please don't be a stranger oh no for sure i'll I'll stop by again all right take it easy all right folks when did you start with star wars what's your favorite one what do you think about the fact that it's dead. Are you sad about it? Does, does it feel like something's missing from your... Dead. You, I, I don't well, think it will ever well, die. I well, think it's become like... It's dead. It's dead. I'm no. sorry. It, it doesn't exist. Once it once it left the hands, once, as George Lucas says, he sold it to white <laughs> slavers. He sold his baby to white slavers. Uh, yes, that's the quote from... <laughs> Charlie Rose interview on the sale of Star Wars. But the it, I was listening to the interview and the reason he gave for why he wanted to sell Star Wars was actually incredibly interesting. You were going to kill it. Incredible. He tells us why he wanted to sell it cuz he didn't he was he was so rich, you know? No, no, it wasn't that. It was actually uh let me see if I can pull it up exactly where it was. You know, um what I thought thinker, director, oh, okay, storyteller. Coming writer, a technological innovator. Um, what do you want the first line of your obituary to say? That was a great dad. Whoa. Well, I tried. <laughs> but do you consider yourself any of those things first? Writer, storyteller, filmmaker, problem well, first, solver? First is dad. I mean, I gave up directing in order to become a dad. You know, for 15 years, directing. I just ran a company and was an innovator, but it was uh, not doing what I really like to do, which is actually make movies. Because you wanted to be a dad. Because, yeah, I, I, and I never, it was one of those things where you don't expect it to happen. But once I was a dad, um, it was like a bolt of lightning struck me. And uh, I ended up getting divorced around that time. And I just decided, well, I think I'm just going to take care of my daughter. So, yeah. And so he, he talks a little bit more later. But, yeah, he basically uh, wanted to be a better dad uh, to his kids. Sure, well, of course. Yeah. I so mean, that's a very interesting. An insane person. Yeah, that's a very interesting. I, people always say, oh, people always talk about the white slavers comment. But all the YouTube comments are about that part. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. He actually cares about his family more than this well, Star Wars Well, I mean, shit. it does track. He's yeah. a storyteller. Um, he he's a kid at heart. His movies are very kind of, I in my opinion, not 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 um, childish, but wistful almost. There's a longing and that kind of American graffiti film. Um, you know, there's a kind of always a little um, taste of what was kind of in the now. You know what I'm saying? Like a little hint of of the past in in something so modern or so science fictiony. But I think you know what's surprising to me is that. That's how he considers himself first. I think he would have been a great teacher. Oh, yeah, definitely. He probably would have been a pretty good teacher, too. But that's George and his philosophy and why he decided to walk away from Star Wars. 
Uh, but there's been some cool stuff from people who aren't George. I want to talk a little bit about Rogue the e, the well, not that, but the the EU because really what I what really made me fall in love with Star Wars because I, I you know I saw Empire when I was a kid, I saw Return of the Jedi, all that shit was cool. But what I really really liked were the Timothy Zahn books. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, the Timothy okay. Zahn yeah. Uh, trilogy. Uh, was it heir to the empire out. dark force rising <laughs> and the last command <laughs> i re- i remember my my sis my older sister bought me this uh for one christmas and we oh, got to we got to open up one present on christmas eve and the present i opened up was the shoe box and it had all these knickknacks but it also had the book oh my god and i it, obviously the perfect thing to open up About on christmas eve, eve is a, is a amazing book and i read it all night i did not stop reading awesome. <laughs> i hope it I, from like i did not stop reading it just blew my mind because yeah. as much as i like the film of star wars and i still love it this just expanded on it and gave a lot of detail and texture to the world that was kind of my first introduction to really high level really cool uh science i fiction. love that feeling it's immediately recognizable when you say that feeling of staying awake all night and reading like especially Thrawn, I mean, um, I just, it is, I feel it. I viscerally feel that joy when you say that. And I immediately want to start reading again. It really is, like, the last great series I read probably was the Ted Chiang Anthology, which was a great science fiction, or Blind Sight um, by Peter Watts, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm always about that kind of joy, that visceral joy. And, um, yeah, I would agree. Uh, Timothy Zahn is... Um, Kingmakers. Yeah, amazing. for people who haven't checked out the Thrawn trilogy, they're very readable and very fun too. They're not bad books at all. Like you, you Timothy Zahn is a pretty like decent sci- science fiction writer of his own accord. I know at at the time, like I, I probably now, like there was a stigma. There there was a big stigma to licensed book books there, but there are a few gems. The Alan Dean Foster uh, adaptation of Alien. Uh, of Alien, I think it was, is pretty good. There, you know, there's a few good ones here and there. The Throne trilogy, uh, it's basically a sequel, uh, to Star Wars. This is, takes place where you would naturally think, like, episode seven, eight, and nine would happen, where, but you're still following Luke, Han, Leia, as they build the New Republic. And why didn't they make this film? Oh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, who knows? But sh- you, yes, they defeated the Empire at the end of, you know, Return of the Jedi. Blew up the second Death Star. They're reeling. But, sh- you know, shit ain't all sweet on the street out there. There, There's still remnants of the Empire still fighting a decade later yeah. because, you know, they're still like, it, it, they ran the galaxy. So there's still remnants out there. Mm. Uh, the Re- New Republic actually has political problems and issues. Uh, a precursor to uh, which we see in the prequels, actually, is the books are very political and it's a, and they're, they have to deal with, you know, uh, yeah. all, they have to I mean, manage all these expectations of all these different plans. Yeah, and also there's a lot of rip roaring adventure. You mm. follow Luke Skywalker, and you get to see him f- really for the first time as a full full blood Jedi. Yeah, as a doing, person too. <laughs> as a, yeah. a full blood Jedi doing all these crazy stuff, and it's, you have all this serial adventure along with a very very cool villain in Admiral Thrawn, along with some new Jedi characters like uh, Mara Jade, this <laughs> yeah. evil uh, Jedi clones, all sorts of shit. It's a very 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 fun uh trilogy yeah, i highly recommend it's it. just i i liked it i mean 
I wouldn't make the argument that this is, you know, classic, you know, adult kind of fiction and a uh, roman, you know, a, no- a novel. I, I mean, it's it's in my mind, it's very, just, it's really well written. You know, the, the stories are crisp. You have great, um, you know, you have great side stories and expanded universes. So it's just, it's like that book you're going to tear into. You're going to love just sitting down and reading in the summer, if you can, and you find the time. Eight or nine books. You'll tear through them. Oh, it's only three. It's only th- no, no. Th- I mean th- anything from Timothy's on. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But if you want to call in, tell us about your favorite EU books, your favorite expanded universe stories. Have you read anything in the comics? There's tons and tons of Star Wars oh, comics gosh, back from yeah. a dark, back from the Marvel days to Dark Horse, uh, and I, I think they're back at Marvel now. But the Dark Horse comics used to be really cool, especially during the EU era. They well, had. I wanted to ask you about this. Okay, we have all these books and all this extended universe material. But um when are they ever going to make these into movies? Oh, no, they they no longer count because of Disney. Uh, sadly, when what? Disney bought the no. I mean, yeah, when Disney bought the probably none of the EU stuff uh exists anymore. So they're not really I mean, you see some references and things like uh, in the Disney Plus stuff, but they're not really going to make any of it. I into mean, a, if a, they get really greedy, they might, you know, just be like, fuck it, uh, new canon shit, th- Zan, you know? No, they, I, I mean, they really can't, because, like, first, what some of the problems are is, like, they turn, like, oh, Luke get, gets married in the, uh, in the, in the books, like, he's like a vol sale in the Disney version. Yeah, he, it's kind of weird. Luke never dies, never having gotten laid in the new version. And when in the, um, when in the books and the comic books, he marries Mara Jade, who's a cool, badass, uh, Jedi. I really, really, uh, yeah, Burn Unit says something I can agree with. You. I don't think an artist can be a modern Cronenberg without uh, like making something aggressively weird as Naked Lunch or Videodrome. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree 100%. I wanted I mentioned that earlier. I said I wanted to see the dark weird side of Star Wars, you know, the expanse Star Wars. You know, I want to see how incredible so vast the universe is that really no one cares if you live or die. It really doesn't matter that kind any crime because the universe is so vast and you'll generally get away with it. So they show us in the new series in like Mandalorian, they do show us a lot of um a lot of village life or settlement life and I find that really interesting. I'm really interested in like this these poor families or people just living on the fringes of the universe. I find that insanely interesting what is your take on the new the new shows the mandalorian oh I, well we're not talking about those we're not talking oh. about no disney plus tonight yeah no disney plus so tonight. sorry yeah we're, we're i want to talk about <gasps> the, the, old, the old stuff yeah yeah we want to talk about the original let's talk okay uh okay yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> all right so we haven't talked a little bit about the prequels in a minute let's talk the prequels when they came back i remember i remember it was senior skip day it was senior skip day. My entire class, we skipped school to go see episode one, Star Wars. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. And we were so stoked, so excited. Oh, no. But, you know, Jar Jar pops up, and I'm expecting him to go away. He doesn't. And yeah. it kind of ru- ruined the experience. But I've since come back on this. I've yeah. since come back. Jar Jar's not that bad. He's not in it as much as you think. And there's so much good stuff. You got your Ewan McGregor, of course. You got your Darth Maul. All right. Yep. You got your pod racing. It's a fun movie. It's not a perfect movie. 
not the best movie, but I enjoy it. I dig it. And I'm, I'm having fun with it again. Mm. But one I've always loved is mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones. I like that as soon yes. as it came out. I know a lot of people don't like it, but man, I find that movie so cool. I like it I, better. I, I, really... I like it more than I do Phantom Menace. I yeah. love the battle scenes. I am, I was waiting after they talked. For three and a half movies about the Clone Wars, I'm wanting to see these troops. I and we got see, to see the clones, and we got to see the clones. Br- bring and out the clones! Oh my gosh! And when he goes to the planet, can I say? I just want to watch that on a loop. That whole scene that he has on the the planet that doesn't exist. What say you? Oh, that it doesn't exist. What does the little boy say? Oh, with Master Django Yoda. and Boba. Yeah, I'm thinking about that film. That film blows my mind every time. That scene where they're riding those seahorses. You know, through those stormy seas, I just—it's so cool to me. I always thought it was an amazing scene. Yeah, I, there is a. I was talking about the era of Star Wars, right? So it's seventies, it's eighties. It's not really nineties. So the, it came back in the OOs, but the OOs have no style. So did you know there is a prequels cut that cuts all three of the films in like 80s style with retro wave rave no, tracks? What? It's so fun. It's so cool. I, I don't I think maybe they took it off of YouTube. They, I mean, this is another cool thing about Star Wars. There's a bunch of different versions of it. Like Band the fans or, yeah. just make, make it. I mean, I'm as we're talking about it in my mind, I'm thinking I wish I had the equipment and the amount of friends it would take just to make my own, you know, Thrawn series. Just to, like, shoot it, for fuck's sake. I need to see it on screen. Like, I was waiting for Halo. You know, I need, I would would pay. (laughs) I don't care if it's well-written. I don't care. I just want to see Master Sergeant slash Luke Skywalker again. And, uh, you know, sock it to me, or whatever they say. Uh, So, you're talking about the synth wave version. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up. I I have it, I had, I don't, I think they probably took it off of YouTube, but there's a version of it, and it has like, if you've listened to the Drive soundtrack, it basically has, adds like the Drive soundtrack to the prequels, but it cuts it up in a really, really neat uh, way. It's a very fun way uh, to watch the prequels. That's what's your favorite uh, pirated version or uh, the bootleg way version? Watch it. I think I heard one time that someone had taken all the movies and kind of re-edited them, edited them to. Um, I don't know if it was if it was not so linear or something they were doing with the cuts about time, but um, there is a lot of fan film out there and. Uh, you know, like um, homemade ones, even spoofs, even the spoofs. I will go out of my way to find the episode of a series television program that have shown us a spoof on Star Wars. Did you know Topher Grace made his version of Star oh, Wars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I th- ever know? I'm sorry. <laughs> Topher Grace is awesome. He's talking about uh, that 70s show, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, we can't talk about that. That show yeah. is a very canceled show. We were talking. What were we watching the other day? Where it was like there was oh so- James Franco and um. It's, it was and the ep- Alec Baldwin and, and another um. Ca- oh Matt Lauer and Matt Lauer were all, all in, in one, one episode, episode of Thirty Rock. Of Thirty Rock, and it's just like. And you said, oh, look, that's when they weren't canceled. And yeah. I'm like, oh, no, 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 That's when they were canceled, but no one cared. All and right. And we got another caller on the oh. line. Hansi, how's it going? Um, go ahead and unmute yourself. What's going on, Leslie? How are you, man? I'm good. How's it going? I'm going good, man. I, listen, I, I, I really, uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest Star Wars expert, whatever, right? I mean, I think the last couple of years, I, I've been following you and Jack's 
feeds about it more about like the politics behind it and all that kind of stuff. But as someone, um, uh, as someone who watched some of the prequels, whatever, right? I think the the main prequel as someone who's not really a Star Wars head because all the Star Wars people were kind of complaining about the, the, the part one and part two. Like, you know what I mean? So I didn't really have any desire. To yeah. Watch. They I, really but... did. Didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> it really did. So I, I never, I never, I never really found the fascination, but I did want to see how Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader. So I did pay attention to like the third one and mm. in wrestling terms, Leslie, because there was a big debate when, uh, when, when we, my friends watched it. They thought that uh, they thought that um, uh, Samuel Jackson's character kind of uh, went out being a jobber. When I, uh. thought, uh, I I actually thought that it made him look because like he was holding off against uh, the guy that he was facing off against, but then he didn't expect Anakin to do it. And even still, like I still think he still looked, he still looked like a, a credible baby face. Yeah, but- yeah, he he was a credible baby face. Yes, he he took the L, but somebody had to. Somebody had to lose the match to keep the angle going. It made perfect sense. I don't think he looked. I mean, he looked so strong in Attack of the Clones. That was his movie where he got to show off his fighting prowess. I- uh, yeah. So it, yeah, he he looked good. It, Look at and what, but what did you think? I, I, it's so funny you mentioned that uh, the the heel turn of Anakin being the thing you want to see because I remember my best friend at the time, like Cliff uh, Decado, that was also the thing he was into. He wasn't a Star Wars guy, but he got really into the prequels because he just liked the idea of seeing how Darth Vader came to be. Like even though he wasn't like like just that. Well, maybe it's unfair to say he wasn't a Star Wars guy, but that particular thing, that particular journey, he had that poster with the little where it shows the kid Anakin with the shadow of Darth Vader that spoke to a lot of people oh, for really? it really really did like it, it really like connected with people on something on some level no you know it, you know, it actually did because you know, see, the, the weird thing about Star Wars in general Leslie is that I knew that this movie had come out right but then I was so done with movies I was only in my wrestling bubble right remember when they re-released the Star Wars trilogy again 97 and shit yeah, yeah. with the re- the, the editing or um I CGI added bits right yeah, yeah I, I, I thought that those were the new Star Wars movies and I'm like how does Harrison Ford look <laughs> I was so stupid, but the, the reason why I the reason why I didn't like it, I thought that if if, if I had the same interest as my mom did, that I was like a, a, a nerd. So my, oh. my, my my mom was into the Star Wars, and she took me and my friends to go see it. We sat by ourselves somewhere. But awesome. I thought it was I thought because she was in she was into it. That I'm like, how cool can Star Wars really be? I I, I kind of. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, but you're right though. That 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 that, that heel turn with the Darth, uh, you guys are right with the with the heel turn of uh, Darth Vader standing with you. Because I was curious to see how like that would play out. Because that was like the the main, I didn't want to see him as a kid and all that. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not really a Star Wars fan. I didn't really want to keep up with all these movies. But yeah, that that did sucker me in. Like it 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 made it more. You know, like it made it more like like legendary to me. The whole premise of how the character was born. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll leave you. I'll leave you guys with that. And by the way, well, Hansi, actually, before I let you go, I do. I did promise a little bit of AEW talk. I don't want to let you off the line while talking about this a big AEW card tonight. We got Diana Perazzo versus Mercedes Martinez for the ROH Women's Championship. Bobby Fish versus Jeff Hardy. Hardy, Dante Martin, and Ray Phoenix. Jericho versus Santana. Wardlow versus a mystery opponent. Hansi. Give me, give me, give me your pick of the night. Give me your lock of the night. Who's gonna win it? Who's who's gonna take it to the pay window tonight? Oh, do you mean like what match will stand out the most? Because oh yes. Okay, well, I, I 
dude. The, between re, I recap, I try to recap the stuff. I'm I don't know how I'm gonna recap Phoenix versus Dark, 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 Dante Martin. It's too hard to keep up. Oh yeah, that could steal the show. But I also think that uh, I'm really hoping that Diana and. Uh, and and uh, and uh, Mercedes actually steal the show because I think they're both very talented and it's just like I just don't I, I know they're trying to get out of the way to like unite the, the 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 titles I just hope they don't just throw it out super cold and then just give it like five minutes or so I hope they actually can show what they can do you know what I mean Yeah, I would love to see Diana get the uh, platform because she deserves it. She should have been on AEW a while ago. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see her on there. I'm happy to see Mercedes on there. I hope they get at least a couple of commercial breaks. I hope it gets the right context but aw it has to be two women's matches per show any less than two they don't look equal okay you have to put two on it doesn't matter <laughs> you could put one on and it could be the greatest match in the world yeah. people will still not respect it because they know you don't respect the wrestling enough to give it much time it, it, it should be two or three actually but yeah, yeah. i'd love to see him Okay, what the cool, but by the way, this is the first time talking to your wife as well, Leslie. I, I, I want to say what's up. I've heard you before. Oh, partner, actually, but thank you. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> nice to meet you, Hansi. That's cool. It's cool. And, and Leslie, man, thanks for having me on. I didn't want to waste too much of your time with, like, wrestling talk. I know you're talking Star Wars and all that. I just wanted to chime in. But I'll let this uh, Nick guy go next because he's been waiting for a while. But it's cool to always talk to you guys, man, because right. uh, you guys are legit one of the coolest people on the planet. So. All right. Thank you so much for calling in, brother. Have a so- good one. All right, Nick, how's it going? Hey, uh, it's been going well. Um, I appreciate all the invites and notifications to the room. I'm so sorry that I've been, like, way too busy to do it. It's nothing personal. Oh, well, thank you for uh, putting up with all the invites and notifications. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. You're, you're doing me a favor. Well, and you're so entertaining that I do feel sincerely guilty every time that I have to uh, move past it. But Well, uh, homework is assigned, Nick, so uh, stick to the end. Whoa. Uh... <laughs> daunting ominous uh anyways uh so i really enjoyed your last episode that was the star wars commentary with bugman and bugman himself is fascinating to me the only uh context that i have for what he is is your show and i almost don't even want to dive any further to ruin the mystique yeah why why do it why do it to yourself the the, yeah. le, the less you know the better but also let me tell you i have been in a room and spent a lot of time with bugman what you see is what you get what it, you hear is what you get i think folks. it's a very deep pool though we, I think we, a lot of what you see is what you but you're going to get the same thing but yeah what what i find fascinating though is that like i feel like i've been listening since he was a, a original feature of it and i just feel like i've been sensing jack like slowly over time like more and more, like, open his heart to Bugman. Like, at, at one point, I just felt like he was maybe a bit irritated by it, but now Jack is, like, all the way on board, and it's been a fascinating arc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great to hear. Like, open your heart to Bug. It, it ta- Sometimes it takes people a while, you know? You gotta I, I, come- just, I just feel like I, I... Maybe they're somewhere in the track, but, like, faint size. I feel like we're there from Jack early on. Yeah, I, I see. I was a early. I think I maybe was a stronger believer originally uh, than Jack was, and that is why I will enter the kingdom of Bug a little bit faster than Jack. So he's going to be stuck in the simulation for a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's good. We're ahead of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. 
But um, so the thing that that really hurt, though, is the whole bit about uh, whether or not you liked The Force Awakens determining whether or not you were an idiot. And I feel really guilty because I did like it when I first saw it. Oh, and yeah, now see, I feel like I'm like a Hillary Clinton voter in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> it is almost the same thing. I really, I it really is because I, I actually just go, but I, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not sinless in this as well because I, as I said on the show, I did not realize at the time when I saw it that the effects were just bad. Like I didn't notice that. So I, even though I didn't like the movie, I didn't fully grasp like how poor it was. And the effects are, we know the effects are like objectively like lesser because it was like jj abrams fake production company doing it so they pulled the wool over almost everyone's eyes to one level or another because people just wanted more star wars oh i will suck at that teat you know like yeah i still want i don't care what they do to me with my stories i just want more star wars oh, uh, so, sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> no um that actually thank you for um dragging yourselves down in the dirt with me that was very brave <laughs> and big of you but uh i guess i was just asking in in your mind is there any sort of like rite or ritual or incantation to just like wipe that away from my conscience and my Ooh. soul like Ooh, how, do, how do I do the religious purification of, of making it so that I, I it essentially never believed it in the first place? Uh, you can't you can't undo it. The only thing you can do is learn and recognize that that was a simulation. You were tricked. You were fooled. But now you see the light and that's OK. You just have to bring others there. You're so if there is something that you have to do, you have to spread the gospel and you, without fear. You can't go, you go, oh, yeah, they're okay. No, next time your friend puts it on, you say, you, you, you don't have to be, you know, mean about it. You don't have to be cruel about it. But you need to ask them to come to the altar. When they put that force Does away, it... when they put that force away, it's on, I want you to sit there. I want you to sit there and watch and just point out, like, hey, that doesn't make any does sense. Our... Like, hey, wait. That, that, that ship doesn't look that good, our... does it? Our... Hey, our... why don't we the put most... on the originals and see how much better they are? You get it. By doing that, you bring them to the altar. You bring them to the church. You well, bring them to the truth. Your episode devastated me pretty much, like within the first couple of minutes, because you point out the whole like, why is she not grouping the tallies into fives? <laughs> 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 and right then and there, I was like, what happened? What? <laughs> how did, how did yes, it's just it? that's the that's the power of bug. That's the power of critique. That's the power of looking at things. And is and, and people think it's like, you know, we're not killing our joy. We're not being buzzkills. This is fun. I Wait. the most fun I had watching The Force Awakens was tearing it apart and having it fun. It was with... a brilliant show. Yeah, okay, but fun. I have a question. Are bugs DMs open? Can we reach out to the bug that I, way? I, you can reach out to me, and maybe I can see what I can do. Your bug man's familiar in this world. Yeah, I, I, I can, I'll see what I can do, but I can't even talk to bug man all the time. He Sometimes he drops me a little bit of a hint if I ask uh, nicely, but it's not any kind of sort of direct line. You, you don't have bug on speed dial. That, that, that's not how it works. You, you, you don't find bug. Bug finds you. Yes. Exa- yeah. Oh, and true, true. He Sometimes he'll just e- email, email me in the middle of and yeah. I'd be like, uh, the Batman's the worst movie. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> Batman movie ever filmed. And I'll just like share the gospel with the rest and of And it's all real. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a bit, right? Like, we all did, right? We thought it was a bit. It's so I not had a bit. to tell YB, it's like, no, I spent time with the bug, and this is what it was. This, this is, is what, it, what, what it was like. Yeah. 
But uh, Nick, thank you so much uh, for calling. Much appreciated. Always great to hear your voice. Please don't be a stranger. Please call uh, back in absolutely any time. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Craig had to thank you, though, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much. We've had a wonderful show, but it is almost time for the wrestling on AEW. Thank you so much for our callers for calling in. We went much appreciated. We will keep doing culture as long as you keep listening and tuning in. So make sure to like, subscribe, tell your friends. Get, tell them to get the call in app. I really, it's so uh, easy. Really, Download honestly, Android, the, the biggest, yeah, the biggest problem is I think a lot, not, not enough people have the app. People are doing those Twitter spaces. That's cool, but like call in actually, you know, pays the host. This and is like, like Frazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call, <laughs> I mean, call, 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 uh, call in. I think call in's cooler. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people, more people gotta get on call in. If you like call in, tell your friends, get on call in, try call in. That's all cool. You don't have to work for, uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> Uh, over there on Twitter, or he hasn't bought it yet. But uh, thank you all so much uh, for tuning in. We much appreciate you. Uh, had a blast tonight. We will do this again next week. Have a good one. Peace. Follow me at, at Stuff He Does on Twitter. Ciao. Yes, follow YB <laughs> at Stuff He Does.